okay so in the beginning of any new relationship it's usually a lot of fun sometimes it's a whole lot of fun and sometimes it's very stressful let's think about it like someone you like really feels the same way about you like what you feel could be better than that but even if both parties are on the same page feeling wise it's still important to maintain decorum because no matter how into each other you both are there's still some right and wrong ways to begin any new relationship that can ruin the whole thing Hey guys, it's your girl Abby Talker. How are you doing? I know, yes, it's been it's been a really, really, really long time. I did not make one podcast in March. Like it, this is the longest I've ever gone silent on a podcast, like ever, ever, ever a month. And I've been doing podcasts for up to a year now. Uh, okay, so I really missed you guys. Uh, welcome to another episode uh, it's april 1st happy new month and i titled this podcast do not be the fool do not be the fool this is basically going to be a podcast where i'll be talking about don'ts in relationships when i say relationships i mean friendship courtship uh sexual relationships emotional relationships anything that can be tagged a relationship so now let's start with don'ts. I think the first thing you should not do in a relationship is break confidentiality. <clears throat> I'll explain this. Now, as you spend more time together um, as intimate partners or as friends, you begin to share some vulnerable and sacred thoughts, feelings, and memories with each other. Now, those intimate experiences can run the grammar from telling someone about how painful your trauma was or hostility that you feel towards a family member or how hurt you've been in your previous relationship now all these things as you reveal them it makes you fragile and they're sensitive experiences to you so i believe that when someone tells you stuff like this you do not break confidentiality it is so wrong like you should hold those things sacredly and you should not share it without the other person's permission i don't want to be your friend and i tell you something and then your friend that does not know me happens to know about what i told you do not talk about uh, my issues or talk about me to a friend that is not my friend your friend but it's not my friend like who does that anybody at all like you should just learn to um respect the sensitive feelings of people it's a really 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 no for me now okay so um another point is withholding I believe that true friendships and relationships should not withhold things. Now, partners who treasure honesty, authenticity, and um, the f- no truth, I would say that those kind of people do not hold back their thoughts or feelings because sometime in the future it can just unexpectedly explode and it comes with painful consequences. Now, a routine. A routinely withholding partner may be having taught feelings or intended behaviors that could eventually hurt the other partner without ever giving the other person the opportunity to vote. So now that policy would eventually destroy trust in any relationship or friendship. So another thing is you should not withhold things. If you really like this person, if you really want to be friends with this person or want to be a partner with this person, business partner, whatever it is, do not withhold important information because later it could become an issue okay now another point for me is hitting below the belt over time most partners they know enough about each other to understand and acknowledge which behavior they could say or do that could crucially hurt that person now expressing any of those um, any of those especially during an argument can leave deep scars and eroded trust successful partners always keep in mind exactly what they must never bring up especially during a time of animosity or stress 
and i'll take for example i'm in a relationship and i know that my trigger for me to get mad is um someone talking about my family and you as a friend or my partner knows that and then i'm in duress and i'm in stress or i'm stressed out and something is going on with me and you bring it up you know that's a trigger for me that's so wrong like that's you hitting below the belt that is so low for whoever you are you shouldn't even do it you shouldn't even pick someone's weak points and use it as a trigger for the person in an argument or a fight it's so very wrong it's so disrespectful what happens after the argument the person notices that you're so low you're so dumb that you can do stuff like that so next time they don't let you know things about them that could hurt them <coughs> so um yeah sorry about my voice um during the holiday my holiday from podcast i really wanted to tell you guys how my life went because i really wish you guys are fine and i know and i hope that you guys are fine um during the holiday i had a one-month break in march i was writing exams in school and i was supposed to start on the 8th but it got postponed so i started the next week and i was preparing and all i had sleepless nights and stress 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 all the way but i'm done now i'm done and i have like a two weeks break um during that period i actually had serious cold fever kata cough so like my voice i was so glad i wasn't even recording any podcast at that moment because i knew that i would sound like shit but the moment i got better i still have um a little bit of it but it has gotten better so i believe oh, oh my god i've not talked to my people in a while this podcast i was going to have someone on it but like no let me just commune with my people it's like it's like been ages like it's been a while now another point in relationships and friendship is loading the emotional basis now when either partner feels powerless during a conflict he or she may try to strengthen the platform by citing other sources everyone agrees with me that that's a quote now my whole family thinks that you that's another quote even our therapist agrees with me about that's another quote now successful partners make it the point to simply tell each other when they feel cornered or powerless during an argument instead of citing instead of loading emotional basis they count on the other person to listen and respond success um, successfully and supportively now very rare is winning an argument by um, telling the opposition stuff like that because it loses the intimacy when you employ that strategy like it's a very bad strategy you don't have an argument when you and now see you're the only one who thinks that everybody else feels like this everybody agrees with me on this why are you the only one who's different that's a very very wrong ideology to put up okay now blame blame is a very serious problem a very very serious problem when i say blame is a serious problem let's talk about it now <coughs> Um, volumes have been written about how damaging the effects of blaming are in an intimate relationship or friendship. One of the most confusing and destructive varieties of blame is when one partner attacks the other for something that he or she is also guilty of doing, whether consciously or unconsciously, projecting one's own fault into the other person is really destructive. Now, look at the situation. I know someone who um, is married with two kids. She used to work in Shell. I said that before. I think I've told some people the story personally. Um, she works with Shell or used to work with Shell. I was out of, you know, 
machoism i'll call it that asked her to stop and told her i was going to open a store for her a boutique he did it was very nice boutique big and all expensive stuff she traveled out of the country to get stuff and all of a sudden he locked it up because he believed that um she was cheating normally he was an abusive partner okay so he actually believed that he was cheating why it's something people do when they know they do something they begin to feel like everybody else does that thing she has said that she has sent someone to follow him before on one of his trips and she found out that he was always lodging in the same town with girls so he was cheating and he believes that okay fine she might actually be cheating so so bad that she could not even stop in front of her house if she uses anuba like he would beat the shit out of her so i would say that he's putting blame on her and is projecting what he does into her you get he believes that okay because he cheats on a daily basis or he finds someone attractive and cheats with the person he believes that his wife does the same thing that's putting blames that's in a segment but some people naturally they do something and they just don't want to take responsibility they are natural naturally irresponsible people you know they just want to put the blame on somebody and they always do now another another destructive blame behavior is putting down the other partner when he or she cannot or does not want to do what the blamer wants now if i want you to do something and i see that okay you don't want to do it and i start blaming you it's because you did not do what i said you should do it's wrong like no partner can always give the other what he or she wants blaming only makes the situations worse like extra worse now chronic nagging oh my god i think everybody is with me on this one because nobody likes a naga it's like a turn off now uh unsolicited advice is really welcome especially if it is negative nagging is the continuous repetition of preaching instructions or directions that the other partner has not asked for or doesn't even want your friend might not want that particular advice might not want that instruction might not want that direction of preaching and you constantly do it most partners being given constant cattle prods to live their life as the naga wants will eventually rebel disconnect or sink into a passive aggressive reaction if you continue telling me do this do it like this i think you're wrong you keep doing this you're always nagging saying one thing repeatedly you want me to live my life the way you want it to be somehow somehow i will find the i go just disconnect that's that's just the common thing the normal thing is i would disconnect i would rebel if it's a parent-child relationship i would sink into a passive aggressive re- reaction because why do you always want it to be your way that should be my reaction isn't it now another is another thing is broken promises broken promises when either partner asks for something important it is crucial that the other person should be honest about their ability or willingness to grant it this thing really annoys me like especially on my own it really really annoys me why i asked you for something i don't know if you can do it or not i'm asking because i don't know and then you're not being plain about your capacity or your ability to do it all you want is just to make me feel like you can do it you might be doing it from a good part of your heart wanting to give me hope that you would help but sometimes i don't need that i just need to know if you can or you can't okay so it's crucial that you should talk about your willingness or ability to do what i asked if one partner believes that the desired behavior will occur but it never does he or she may eventually stop asking 
promises that are continually postponed or broken eventually become excuses and then it becomes lies so any pattern that continually that continually um exposes the other partner to disappointment and the disillusions of you know broken promises will eventually have that partner stop asking for things from you it's just a normal thing if you ask someone for something constantly all the time and gives you i will do it yes i'll that i'll give you the money i'll transfer you this thing i'll buy this for you don't worry i have it covered and then he doesn't do it first time second time third time continuously you just be like okay let me not ask again when he wants to or if he really wants to i don't need to ask him he'll just do it because now he's saying he would or she would and he or she's not doing it okay and that thing is character assassination character assassination very wrong <clears throat> now what partners friends parents and children have conflicts it is normal now even when their relationship is mostly compatible they can still get frustrated at how their partners or friends or families behaving but successful partners i'm using partners because it's a partnership whether friendship or whatever now but successful partners know how to you know fight fair because they know their disagreements will, co- will become more ruthless if they don't now character assassination is very heartbreaking the partner's um, angry expression eventually goes from challenges to unwanted behaviors to mean attacks on the core of their character they say things like you always go for the gods don't you let's just face it you're an asshole and you've always been you hate men why don't you just admit it you're really an insensitive person what's like that you're just basically killing that person's character we're having an argument about something let's say we're having an argument about um gender equality sorry to use that example and you tell me i really just hate men i don't hate men i just i just believe that we should be equal and then you're trying to make me feel like we're not on the same page on that level even if you don't believe what i believe at least respect what i think right now respect what i think and try to you know pick out something from what i think you might it might just get you thinking differently but if you feel like you should always use it to make me feel like i'm saying no i'm not not saying like i'm saying make me feel like i'm a bad person and it's wrong we're all learning right we're all learning now exploitation is another bad thing caring partners know of each other's vulnerabilities and are careful not to take advantage of them for instance you know some people are just natural givers others feel immediately guilty if they disappoint their partners in any way now people who have social anxiety can't handle group of people or social surprises absent-minded people sometimes lose themselves in private thoughts without meaning to exclude the other person now people who care for each other understand that their partners their friends innate personality characteristics are part of those people they don't use those traits to their own advantage the fact that you have a friend who gives doesn't mean that you should keep asking for money from the person the fact that you have a quiet friend doesn't mean you should take advantage of it and talk to the person anyhow the fact that you have um, a partner who apologizes all the time does not mean that you should keep making him apologize or her apologize now boundary violations i always talk about boundaries friendship boundaries if you listen to friendship boundaries that's like one of my favorite podcasts because it was just being real many of us do not have boundaries in every relationship that we set 
Boundaries violations include it could be physical or emotional behavior that makes the other person feel uncomfortable or threatened. It is sadly common to find that you know intimate partners in unsuccessful relationships do not remember or do not care or do not even respect or honor their partner's physical or emotional boundaries. Same thing with friendships, same thing with parents, same thing with every relationship out there, every social gathering out there. You don't respect my physical boundaries, don't respect my emotional boundaries, don't be in my life. Get 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 just get out. What are you there for? Because when intimate partners experience a boundary violation, they are likely to feel like a symbolic prey to people that are hunters. They feel like the prey and the other person is the hunter. Now, their, na- their natural response will be to fight or to flee or to become immobilized. Now, all three responses are counter to trust and re- will eventually, at the end, at the long run, destroy their intimacy. Now, partners who value and respect each other willingly and consciously, they usually embrace the do's and avoid the don'ts do not these are things that i don't like these are my boundaries emotionally do not cross this boundary physically do not ever try to hit me those boundaries are not like they are always 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 respected by partners who are in successful relationships but when we're in a relationship that is not successful that's when the issue starts that's when we have issues now partners who value and respect each other are willingly embrace the do's and avoid the don'ts i said that before now they know that they cannot achieve perfection in following them nor do they expect to but they realize how important it is to apply these behaviors as part of the commitment they have made to each other now another thing is to respect yourself treating yourself well sets an example for how people should treat you it signifies what you will and will not tolerate now there's nothing wrong with being principled knowing yourself and being yourself do things for yourself too if he calls you with an imp um with an impromptu date invitation but you need a self-care night to put on the face mask and snuggle with your friend suggest a different day do not feel like you you are um, entitled or he's entitled to having to see you when he wants to or she's entitled to seeing you when she wants to okay I'm not saying that you should not be selfless, but learn to put yourself first and learn to treat yourself the way you want other people to treat you. Do not de- do not degrade yourself. Okay? Do not denigrate yourself. Do not degrade yourself. I don't even know the word. Do not, un- do not underestimate yourself. Like, if you have things in your past that you consider less than idle, for example, if you got fired or your previous, your previous partner cheated on you, then you find a way to discuss or disclose these things in a positive light. Keeping this thing secret because you want he, um, him or her to see you in a certain light or in a certain way is never a good idea. Being vulnerable is part of dating, especially in the early stages of a new relationship or friendship. So, you shouldn't feel any shame in sharing about your past relationship, your family, or anything for that matter. No one expects perfection. So, hiding experiences that shaped you into what you currently are is totally not necessary. Do not snitch. Do not snitch in relationships. I said that before. That's the same thing about sharing information about me. I don't like distracted people. Maybe a turn up for some people. I want you to be in, be in the space with me. I was listening. I don't know. I think I was listening to a podcast, uh, and uh, I think it was um yes, Timmy Otedola and Mr. Easy's podcast where they said some. She said something about um someone being. I think Timmy said that she hates people that are distracted. People that are there but they are not there. They're in the room with you, but they're not seeing what's happening. You're talking to them. They're distracted and. One, one thing they've said before you've said to them before they asked you that question again to show you that they were not actually listening to you in the first place now people with low mentality when somebody mentally is not on your level 
I feel like you should not even go there. Do not even try to say, okay, I attracted to this person physically. You have to be there. You don't have to be there. You have to be with someone who matches your capacity mentally, physically. So, so I hope you've learned from this podcast. I hope you've gotten reasons why you should learn to state your rules. I hope you guys know personally your do's and don'ts. Some of us don't even know what our don'ts are. But from this, you can notice that, okay, there are some things I just stated that you actually do not actually like. So you could, um, you know, hashtag it to your partners, to your friends, to your families. Um, don't, I wouldn't advise you to do that if you have um, very aggressive parents <laughs> because <laughs> if you don't have money to move out, you <laughs> go spoil you and last last you go choke and you're gonna have to say, Hey, Abby Tonka, come here, you're the one that said that. Okay, no. Um, okay, so in the middle of this podcast, I got interrupted. I'm so so sorry. This is like ending. I get to tell you guys I love you so much because I do actually love you so much. Uh, actually, you guys uh, know that I love you because uh, you are the ones that have loved me first and I've decided to love you back. And no, you, I, lo- I, I think I loved you first. Uh, I think I did. <laughs> okay, so it's been amazing on this podcast because I've said some things that I never knew I actually had upstairs. <laughs> it's a bit surprising to know that I actually learned from my podcast sometimes. Thanks a lot for listening to this episode of Talking Out with Abby Talker. It's April Fool. Please do not fool anybody. And please do not be the fool. Okay, have fun. Uh, have a great week. On Instagram, is still at abbytalker underscore. On WhatsApp, 0908 Twitter, browngem underscore abby. On Clubhouse, is abbytalker. So do not forget to hit me up if you need conversation. Uh, you want to have fun? You want to meet me? You want to take me out? You want to sponsor? I would always be available for all that kind of stuff. Uh, Have a wonderful week. I'll see you in the next one week when I'll be making a second podcast for April. And this one, I really, really hope to have a very controversial topic with a very crazy friend who would amaze you guys. So uh, watch out for the next one. I love you. And here we go. Bye.